Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week? Uh, we started off the week shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew. We talked about the two friends who got married or who were getting married. Yes, they were grooms to be. And they were having a dual wedding. And uh, they decided to schedule to attend a bachelor party together. So the wives, the brides-to-be, told them just make one, one Vow, and that is to make your hands are off at all times, and they both give their word until the bachelor party jumped off. Yes, and one not only only did he uh, mess up with the hands off, but he. Uh, he went in another room. Oh, yeah, so we don't have to uh, wonder what happened because a multiple of things could have happened while they were back there. And he was sworn to secrecy. You know, it's the bro code is to say you don't. You don't tell. Well, boy, what a dilemma. So we threw the dilemma to the due time crew to find out exactly what they would do. And oh, okay. We got, they would not tell. Nope. They're keeping their mouths shut. Nope. Nobody's going to break the bro code. But we did get one talent. We got at least one of those. So, uh, what would you do? 
I don't know what you would do. But uh, go back and listen and find out what the Duke Town crew said. Okay? All right. Well, it was Monday. It was time for the switch with Shanti. And the tip was pink initiative. Well, I guess you could uh, actually say it was time to take the initiative back then and open up your mouth and tell. But, uh, nope, that wasn't going to happen. Well, listen, the switch tip was take initiative. Do the right thing. You shouldn't have to be poked and prodded to do the right thing. Take initiative to read your Bible. Take initiative to go and tell somebody about the Lord. Yes. Take initiative and preach, preach, preach in season and out of season. Okay? All right. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around and the ladies got to talking and we started off with our girl Vivian and her socially conscious segment and Vivian talked about Ethan Crumbly's parents. Yep, that's the 15-year-old who opened fire, killing, and shooting people. Yep. Well, the parents lost their appeal as to not be responsible and charged with a manslaughter. Yep. They were told something was going on with their son and nobody paid any attention. Not only that, but they left the gun available to him, and that's how he ended up shooting and killing some individuals, and they want to hold the parents responsible. Well, I say go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do what you need to do, because the parents in this particular case was definitely responsible, definitely responsible for what, you know, he did. Because they were, they were warned. They were warned. All righty. Wow. Therapeutic Thursday. Rolled around and we had our girlfriend, our sister minister, Gertie Gordon, on with Trev Talk with Gertie. And we talked about the foods. They say are actually good to put in your natural hair. And some of the things that came up on the list was oatmeal. Why? Because oatmeal is known to moisturize and soften your hair. We got carrots. Make a carrot juice spray, they say. And vitamin B6. And vitamin K, spinach. Put that spinach in your hair. It would definitely stimulate hair growth. Vitamin A and B vitamins and folate and all that kind of good stuff. Well, Mr. Gertie encourages us that although putting this, these products, these foods, into your hair or onto your hair, it would be best served to put the food into 
your body. Yes, because needless to say, all of these particular items as listed definitely came through on the vitamin side, definitely came in on the healthy food side. Oatmeal and spinach always come up on every list, every health list, but it would do so much better to affect your hair if you ate it, if you ingested this food, as well as you would have other benefits. Yes, there would be so many other things that carrots would do for your body opposed to your hair, more than just your hair. If you ate oatmeal and or spinach or anything else that came up on that list yesterday, eat, eat, ingest, ingest. By the time you make all of this concoction with the food, yeah, it might benefit your hair, but it would be a greater, greater blessing to your body if you ingested it. All righty? But I, I want you to go back and listen because there are many things that people have said to, you know, put in your hair. And, you know, you'll hear what Minister Gertie talked about. Sister Gertie talked about friend Gertie. All those tips that she gave us yesterday were, I mean, Diamonds, jewels, big jet. Alrighty? Alrighty. Well, today, 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 today is Freestyle Friday. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, one of the main things is we talk to our men. Yes. Yep. You said in the black popple. Every Friday we hear from the men, despite the fact that we can do whatever it is we want to do. And we got some things that, you know, we can talk about. They may not be that exciting on this, you know, at this time. But we don't know, you know, putting the hands of the men, you know, they always kind of turn it up for us. So... Let's see what, you know, what they got to offer this Friday morning. It's been a long week, but God has definitely blessed us as he has ushered us into this week. And, yes, safely away from all hurt, harm, and danger. So, I say, come on, come on, come on. Let's get this party started. All right? All right. Well, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's the time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere. Because we will be right back. Every week in Canada... Two more children are diagnosed and one person dies from cystic fibrosis. There is no cure. Newborn screening for cystic fibrosis is critical to begin early life-saving treatment. Without it, the damage can be irreversible. Raise your voice with mine. Join us at cysticfibrosis.ca.
good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Freestyle Friday. Made it, y'all. We made it by the grace of God. We're here at the end of the week, and I don't know about you, but it's been one long Long week on this side. Woo! And I am happy. <coughs> Excuse me. Happy to see. <coughs> Excuse me. The end of the week, I've got this stupid cough. So, it's been driving me crazy all week. So, you got to excuse me. But I'm giving God thanks because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm doing all right. And thank you so much for joining me. So happy to be able to spend this time with you. I got a little bit of preliminary announcement news. And there will be no who knew today because I'm going to give you this piece of information. Well, for those of you who drive, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration held a public briefing to recommend a recall of more than 50 million airbags, excuse me, inflators they have been linked to potentially deadly explosions, okay? They say the inflators were produced by suppliers ARC Automotive and Delphi Automotive and were included in assemblies installed in vehicles from 2000 to early 2018 produced by 12 automakers, including... General Motors, Ford, Toyota, Hyundai, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and Volkswagen. Okay? Now, they say that Officials have said the odds of a seriously uh, serious injury was one in 370,000 airbag deployments of the inflators. They said the issue was tied to debris left in inflators during manufacturing that can become loose and cause a deadly rupture. Okay, according to the Wall Street Journal. At least 20 million of the vehicles in the potential recall population were manufactured, manufactured, manufactured by GM alone. Wow. Wow. All right. They say Delphi Automotive manufactured approximately 11 million of the inflators. Through 2004, under a licensing agreement with ARC, which manufactured the remaining 41 million inflators, 
So, mm, they say in G- GM in May agreed to recall nearly 1 million vehicles with ARC airbag inflators after a rupture in March resulted in facial injuries to a driver. Okay, they say airbag inflators that rupture when commanded to deploy are plainly defective as they both fail to protect vehicle occupants as they should and themselves pose an unreasonable risk of serious injury or death. Okay, so if you're driving... You want to, and I'm just saying, if you're driving, period, you want to make sure you talk to someone about these ARC airbag inflators. And again, the cars from these automakers, General Motors, Ford, Tesla, Toyota, Hyundai, Kia. Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and Volkswagen. Okay? You heard it here on a due time. Okay? All righty. Well, you know, I always like to... Well, I I guess I got a, a little... Who knew, in addition to... You know, always got a little trivia on Friday. So came across a little article last night that had a listing of songs which was supposedly banned for ridiculous reasons. Alright? Now I kinda took a look at a couple of the first few uh, few a uh, few of the first ones. And because I wanted to see if I knew any of these songs, because I would want to read you a list that I didn't even know. And there were some songs on this list that I clearly recognized. All right? So let's see why these songs were banned. And let me look you up and down. That should have definitely been banned. I don't know. I always hated that song. Why were you playing that on the radio? Why did that get radio play in the middle of the day? Yeah, it wasn't, you know, okay for 10 p.m. at night. Yeah, no, 10 p.m. at night. You get what I'm saying. Well, let's see if that came up on this list. Well, the first song that came up on this list was Imagine. By John Lennon. Remember, imagine there's no future. Remember that song? Okay. Well, imagine was targeted after 911 attacks in, you know, boy, they said these were some dumb, these were some dumb reasons. Well, imagine was targeted after the 911 attack. And in 1991, during the Gulf War. So they said, ironically, the song is really about peace. 
But when there was a line that said, imagine there's no heaven, boy, they said the religious people <laughs> and the religious groups went buck wild. They got the song censored. <sighs> but even with the censor, they say it was a chart-topping smash well, another song, Like a Prayer. Now, I've only heard this a couple of times by McDonald's. Madonna, I got that, excuse me. It's been a long week. Madonna, and uh, the American Family Association and the Vatican condemned the music video for Like a Prayer because of its blasphemous imagery. And they said that Madonna has been banned in Egypt and has lots of restrictions in Russia. Yeah. Now, if there's a song, I'm all ears. If there is a song that you feel should be banned or should have been banned, why don't you hit me up and let me know? And make sure when you say it should be banned, tell me why. I'm definitely curious as to why. Now, again, all of these songs have been flagged, and they're saying that they were flagged and banned for life, some of these songs, and their ridiculous reasons. Okay? All right, let's see what else is on this list. Let's see what else is on this list. Remember, I'm waiting to hear from you. Okay? All right. The Real Slim Shady. I remember that song. That's by Eminem. They say the FCC fined a Colorado Springs radio station back in 2001 for playing the clean version of this song. They say there's no explicit language in the clean version, but the FCC had a problem with some references and themes. So the commission put guidelines in place earlier in 2001 stating that context and innuendo alone could get a station in trouble for violating its decency standards. Wow. Well, I just got finished talking about one song. That definitely should have taken that song out of rotation. Mm. Okay. Juicy by the Notorious Big. Well, remember, Juicy actually was a cover by Biggie M. Tume. I remember James M. Tume first did Juicy, and I hated that song. I hated that song. That song should have been banned as far as I was concerned, because again, it had some nasty stuff that they were singing about. Yeah, I sound like real old, right? Yeah, I just didn't like the song. I didn't like the song at all. Well, they say the line, time to get paid, blow up like the world trade, 
was removed from the song following the 2001-9-11 attacks. And the song was originally referencing the 1993 attack on the World Trade Center, and the phrase blow up was used as a slang. You know how we use blow up. Well, that's how it was used. Okay. Okay, for those of you who listen to Lady Gaga, Love Game is on this list. And they say the love game was censored because of its heavily suggestive themes. Specifically, the band targeted some context regarding a disco stick. They say she's also been banned in the country of Lebanon for her song Judith, which was offensive to Christian people. Physical. Now... John, I'm sure, didn't think her song was going to be banned. But the line, there's nothing left to talk about unless it's horizontally, was one of the censored phrasing. They say the music video was also added because the controversy showed a gay couple holding hands while comically ignoring Olivia's advances, advances throughout the video. Man, if that's the case for that, boy, I'm trying to figure out why a whole lot of these songs are on the radio. And think about it. Back then, you couldn't show some things in a video. Well, they are all over the place now. They are all over the place. Puff the Magic Dragon. Wow. Well, they insist that it wasn't talking about smoking something, but that wasn't good enough for the vice president back then, Spiro Agnew. He didn't want them talking about smoking drugs. Wow. Baby, it's cold outside. Now, how many of these I mean, how many versions have you heard of this particular song? Wow. Well, they say there's talk that the lyrics condone assault, lack of consent. A Cleveland radio station in 2018 announced that it had removed the song because it wasn't it wasn't appropriate. Wow. Hmm. They say all the big Canadian radio stations also removed the song from their playlist, saying that it didn't align with their societal standards. Wow. Light my fire. Light my fire. Well, the doors were blacklisted from the Ed Sullivan show. 1967, after failing to change the lyrics, Girl, we couldn't get much higher. Wow. They say lead singer Jim Morrison has originally agreed to self-censor on the show, but he could not resist presenting his work in its true form. Wow. What else? 
Let's see if there's another song on here. Ding dong, the witch is dead. From the Wizard of Oz, they say that this was banned by the BBC in 2013, and that's out in the UK. And they say that the BBC refused to play the song after it peaked on the charts, stating that it was clearly a celebration of death. Wow. Well, where's all the, you know, listen of these other songs that clearly need to be off the air? Louie Louie is on this list. Wow. They said the Kingsman's version of Louie Louie forced bands on U.S. radio Due to obscene lyrics. Wow. Okay. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. That's on this list. They say that Jimmy Boyd was just 13 when he recorded this holiday hit. But it didn't stop his soul from being temporarily banned on the radio, from the radio. They say the song is about a boy who wakes up to see mom. So we know the thing. Kissing under the mistletoe. Well, the Catholic Archdiocese of Boston blasted the song for suggestive language. They say it linked Christmas to sex. Boy went to meet with church leaders to explain his thinking behind the song, and it was pulled from the band. But, okay, all the scandal the Catholic Church has been met with, y'all are going to worry about a 13-year-old singing a song that suggests sex and all the sex stuff, y'all, man... Love to love you, baby. Now, I remember that. I remember Donna Summer having some problems. And I was a kid. But I remember this this talk. Because I don't know if you all remember, but there was this long extended version of the song. And she was like, huh. Yeah, making like all kinds of sexual noises. Yeah. So they definitely, they definitely messed with that one. Mm-mm-mm. What else? Oh, walk like an Egyptian. Well, needless to say, you might have been able to say that back then, but man, you sure wasn't able to say that later. They say that they were banned because there was a potential of offending the Egyptians. I knew that once once I read the title. What else? Splish, splash. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath on a Saturday night. Well, what in the world? Okay. They say it was banned because they decided in 1958 
that this song was about a man walking into a party while completely nude. And because of that, it needed to be censored. Please. What else? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I got some of these other songs that are that are on here that we don't know any. I don't know these songs. Wow. There's a song on here called I Love a Man in Uniform. And they say it was deemed as inappropriate since British troops were entering the Falklands War. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Red Nation by the game is on this list. And they say it was banned by MTV, BET, and several other radio stations. <coughs> Excuse me. Because gang lifestyle and violence. Hmm. Well, what in the world? What? Half the radio needs to be turned off. All right, what about this one? Will you still love me tomorrow? Yeah, that's on this list. Well, they say that it was released in 1960. And the song was about the day after a woman had an intimate night with a man, and they were, like, considering the times. The lyrics were seen as salacious and banned by radio stations, but yet it went to sell over one million copies. Well, remember back then, you couldn't say anything on the radio. Yeah, I remember listening to Kiss FM. And Joe Bragg, he was a part of the morning show, and he wasn't on for the first couple of days. And Monday, he wasn't on. That wasn't a big deal, but by Tuesday, everybody was like, what happened there? And they said they got so many calls that they addressed what happened to him. And they said, well, he was banned for a week. He couldn't be a part of the morning show for one week. Because he slipped that Friday on the morning show and said the word damn. I said, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it went down back then. And that was back in the 80s. All right, let's see if we can find one more song that uh, they say ridiculously or ridiculous reasons they took it off the air. Remember, everybody loves Kung Fu fighting. That's on this list. Well, we remember that from being, you know, a very popular song back in 1974. And they say they received the gold certificate in 1974, 
but they said there were racial implications. Wow, 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 wow. All righty. Well, those are some of the songs that have been banned from the radio. So, well, I just want to know where are the other songs that they could have or should have definitely taken off of the radio. I'm mad because half those songs didn't make it. And you got these songs here that are on there. Well, what are we talking about today? Well, you do have the news about Kanika Jenkins' mama. Remember Kanika Jenkins back a few years ago? She was found in a freezer dead. Remember, she went out with her girlfriend. Remember? And they all went out to a party, and she separated from them during the party. And when they found her, she was in the freezer in the hotel. Remember that? Yeah, really sad, sad story. Well, Ms. Ms. Kamika Jenkins, her mother, has received a settlement back in two, I'm sorry, back in August. They have not shown what the settlement was for because Mama said she wanted it kept secret. And I'm sure, you know, she has her right to, you know, shut it down. Mm. Wow. Okay. So she she has made she made it an official request that it be sealed from the the, the public. All the terms are sealed. Now they say that the judge denied that request and asked the mother's attorney to resubmit the request. So I don't know what that's about. So I'll be interested in in finding out how this went on. Now, here's the thing. She sued the freezer people. Yeah. She, She sued them. Wow. She sued them and the hotel. So there's multiple people that she sued, and that's kind of interesting because how do you sue, you know, the freezer people and the hotel? I mean, I guess I would have to read or hear for myself what her claim was in that particular lawsuit. But she surely didn't want anybody to know about what, you know, what her uh, settlement was for. So I guess we'll hear, because it's going to come out. 
Oh, somebody going to leak that story. Somebody is leaking that story. Okay, what are we talking about here? Uh, what else? Well, you have another story where there's a parent that said her son received a zero grade from his teacher for not bringing in school supplies. Yes. Now, years ago, now I guess as they say, I'm going to date myself, but I don't care about that. You know, when God has allowed you to live 56 years, and listen, with all I've been through, it don't matter to me. But when we were going to school back in the day, your mother bought your school supplies. Plain simple as that. Your school supplies were purchased. Nice and simple. Your school, and I'm saying this for a reason, your school supplies were purchased. Now, I went on, started giving a list of school supplies, and you're like, well, why does this child need 10, 10 books, 15 pencils, 25 pens, 5 folders, all of that. Why do they need all of that in the beginning of the school year? Well, part of that was they started distributing books because they shielded the fact that everybody did not have school supplies. Well, that graduated. Now, the children had to bring in dry erase boards markers, they had to bring in paper towels, shoes, hand sanitizer. Now, these things were not kept on their person or in their desk. I even know some parents have been really upset at one point because they were told to bring in toilet paper. Yes. Yes, and the tissues that they were asked to bring in, they could not bring in pocket tissue. Remember the little pocket tissue? No, they were told to bring in a box of tissues. So it got to be where you were bringing in school supplies for the class, for the classroom. You're like, well, then what is the school buy? Now issue where this mama is all over the Internet because her 13-year-old son was given a zero because he did not bring in school supplies, but not those type of school supplies. He was asked to bring in communal provisions, they call them, tissues, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, pencils, Expo markers, and red pens. Now, you know good and well these children are not writing with red pens. That, that's a grading tool. Why does my child have to supply the work and the grading tool? What sense is that? Well, he's in the seventh grade, and her zero took his grade from a 98 to an 83. And Mama was highly upset. 
Now, when she brought the stuff in, do you know the wicked wench changed the grade? Because she was serious about that thing. Yeah. She was serious about changing her um, her, her, her grade, her zero. So they said all over TikTok, this has been met with a crazy amount of mixed feelings. You have some people who think it's crazy for asking for supplies. And then you have side where the people are saying it's not appropriate for us teachers to buy things for everybody else's kids, but we do. Well, let me reread this list to you. Maybe I'm missing something. Tissues, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, pencils, expo markers, and red pens. Well, sanitizers personal. So bring hand sanitizer yourself. They have tons of little hand sanitizers that the children can bring. Pencils, that's something for the child to bring. Cloth wipes, markers, and red pens, that ain't got a business on nobody's list. That has no business being on anybody's list that I should bring that. No. So what are you talking about? It's not fair for teachers to be responsible for that. Well, if that's the case, then go to the board of ed. Refer to the children. See, my thing is, I have a problem with argument, with an argument. I have no problem with you airing your side. But let's let, let, as they say, make it make sense. So should they bring the chalk for the chalkboard, too? How about they bring the chief the teacher's chair? Better yet, bring the teacher. Bring the teacher. Come on, come on. If you're going to make a, a statement, then let's, let, let's make it make sense. So I would love to know. I saw, I just, y'all are late. I, I asked about the songs, and I just started getting the songs when I moved on. So now I got to go back and read about the songs. But I definitely want to know what you think about this one. Let me know what you think about this. Who should buy the school supplies? Now, we're talking about the Clorox wipes, we're talking about the Expo markers, and the red pens. I'm sorry, I'm not going to write my essay and then bring you a red pen to grade my essay. Stop, y'all, stop. Cut it out big time. Come on, come on, come on. Let's make this make sense to Stephanie. So, I'm even willing to read your why. Just say, go to the teacher. Okay? Or the board of ed. I'm sorry. The kids got to go to school. Let the board of ed pay for the red pens and the blackboard markers and the, and the cleaners and, and the clogs lights. So I got to come to school, but I got to help sanitize the school. Stop, y'all. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. 
while y'all sending me that, I'll move on. All right. So, what else are we talking about here? Oh no, that's gonna be that's gonna be our that's gonna be our uh, one of our bigger stories toward the time when all of our men are on here. All right, you know, every time somebody gets a leg up, somebody gets messed up. So you have this story. Now, I just did the story the other day, and I asked the D-Time crew, should the child be sentenced as an adult for throwing the chair at the teacher and it hitting the teacher in the head? and knocked the teacher unconscious for a few seconds, right? Well, why y'all always mess up? You got the teacher now who has been charged with losing it because a child, a student in third grade, nine years old, I don't know what happened. They say that she and the little girl got into some type of verbal altercation because she felt the girl was trying to avoid doing her schoolwork. So she slammed her hand on the desk where she and the student were seated and picked up a chair. And in flipping the chair back down, it struck the child on the top of her head. And she says she simply lost it. She apologizes. That was not her intent. Unlike the student the other day who intended to throw the the chair. She didn't never say she wasn't, you know, she didn't intend. But oh, they say that she's been charged with causing injury to a child and released on her own recognizance. Now, they're reviewing the matter and there's no word yet as to whether she's still a student at, I'm sorry, teacher at school. But I'm sorry, how high would you possibly pick up a chair and, you know, put it back down on the floor to the point of it hit the child on the top of her head? Now, either you tall, 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 or either you picked up that chair and you, you flung that chair and hit the girl on the head. And that's probably what happened. Now, you're going to have to pay the piper for that one. Because they're not going to let her get, with, get away with that. Especially if she's on this side of the fence. Oh, you can forget that. You can forget that one. That that one that one ain't going over so easily. All righty. I want to talk about this one here before I go and uh, into my men bank. Start talking to the men today. They say out in Las Vegas, 
there was a misunderstanding that led to a shooting. <coughs> Excuse me. So Dominic Johnson, five years old, is a convicted felon when he was charged with attempted murder and battery connected, as well as some other charges, connected with a May 3rd shooting. Now, I want to tell the story. <coughs> Excuse me. This nasty cork. So, I got I to gotta get to the story. You're going to have to give me a second. Okay? So, the, the shooting victims, They say that this Mr. Johnson fired four rounds at a passenger on the bus before he ran off, and the victim sustained wounds to his hand, stomach, and leg. So shortly after the shooting, they caught him, and he was arrested, and they interviewed the shooting victim and he said that he and his girlfriend were on the bus and were laughing about a smell when they remembered hearing a loud pop they say that the victim said he never spoke with this Johnson man had no confrontation with him at all and was flabbergasted and what could have caused him to target this particular man in such a violent manner. They say in surveillance video, the shooter appears to mind his own business for about 10 minutes. At one point, the victim and his girlfriend can be heard laughing about the flatulence. And they say that the shooter was looking at them while he scratched his head. And the shooter became irritated at the laughing, pulled the gun, and fired the shot. So someone had laid an egg on the bus, and they must have they must have been laughing because they thought it was Mr. Johnson, and Mr. Johnson didn't take too kindly to the fact that they were laughing at him because they thought he was the one who had passed gas. So he took out his gun and started shooting. I'm sure Mr. Johnson did not take the gun out the house that particular day to shoot someone in case they laughed at him for potentially passing gas that smelled. However, the gun for. So now they say that his bail has been set for two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. And he's in big trouble because he was already banned because of a previous incident, he was already banned from having a gun. So, 
Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Where's my D-Time crew? I tell you. Let's talk to the gentleman. Let's say good morning to our brother Ainley. Good morning, brother Ainley. Avery, can you hear us? Okay. So let's, uh, it sounds like Brother Avery went to sleep. (laughs) Only on is due time with Pastor Staff. Let's say good morning to our brother Al. Good morning, brother Al. Good morning, chop of the morning. Good morning, good morning. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, brother Al. Listen, we've got we started off the morning talking about songs that should have been banned from the radio that were banned from the radio. Do you have a song that you feel should have been banned from the radio, but they kept on playing it anyhow. I'm quite sure I got a few. I just ain't think of them at the moment. <laughs> but I'm quite sure there's a few that had no business being on the radio. I say, let me lick you up and down. Say, stop. That one there, I never understood how that got, how that, how that got radio played. I never ever understood that one brother al that there let me see there's uh someone else sent in you're down with o- oh you're down with opp should have been banned why why was there even a song like this about sleeping with other people's ladies on the radio played so frequently <laughs> well if you remember that was um opp's uh um, not naughty by nature. That was naughty by nature's first hit. So right, and you know one, one of the things. One of the things with that song, you know, one and one of the things that song people always said it was people another person's girl. OPP stood for other people's property, so it was both sides. <laughs> that right. right, 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 right. So that was one of the songs that our listeners sent in that they felt. Should have been banned. All right, Brother Al, let's see. We've got stories here that's a little bit crazy. Hmm. We've got the teachers, the teachers who, or the teacher who, who graded her student a zero for not bringing in classroom supplies. It took his uh, grade from a 98 to an 83, and the list was, I want to make sure I read it properly, the list was Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, pencils, expo markers, and red pens. Now, Brother Al, some when it, when it hit TikTok, some people said that how dare she it's ridiculous that a child should be responsible for bringing in their school supplies. 
those particular school supplies. Then you have the other people who said that, yeah, the students should be responsible for bringing in the school supplies. Which side do you err on? I hear you, Frank. I'm sorry. You get the kids ready. Um, I I do. Um, yeah, I wish that because um, you know, usually what the school does, is the school tries to, the school tries to have the school supplies for the kids. That that's why they get them a little extra money. And I think that's just crazy. So you're gonna fail this kid because the kid didn't have, and and, and all the stuff she asked for sounded like she was trying to get something to supply the whole class. Like she's trying to get some extra stuff for herself. Yeah, well, Red Pen, you know, she's a math teacher. You surely, surely not going to be writing with no Red Pen in the math class. So why? Right, we we encourage them not to use Red Pens. I don't know where the Red Pens coming from. Right, we tell the children not to use Red Pens. So it's either blue or black pens. So I don't even know where that's coming from. Well, you said it. It's her school supplies. It's not the, the 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 individual, the students' supplies. The school supply for the teacher. So, is that are you saying that the teacher should be the one responsible for bringing in the school supplies? I'm sorry, Pastor. I said it again. I'm trying to get these. I'm sorry. What you telling that part? I'm so sorry. Hi. I said, are you officially saying that the children, I mean, the teacher is the one who should be bringing in those particular school supplies? Well, I, I wouldn't just put it all on the teacher. I would say the school should supply that, you know. And, and like I said, from my experience, that's what they've been doing. You know, we we order a ton of uh, school supplies. And, you know, there's certain specific things that the teacher may want with the child to have like certain binders so they can put different um you know you got math in this binder social study in this binder they act like that but i don't think it should be on the teacher where they got to come out their pocket i think the school should you know supply those things because then you just uh, you just take that sometimes who can't afford it you know all right thank you brother al we're going to go and ask Pastor KL, what he thinks should be the protocol for the classroom supplies. Thank you for joining us this morning, Brother Al. All right. Let's say good morning to Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm in between choose, but I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> all righty now. We've got this gen well, first of all, is there a song that you feel should have been banned from the playlist on the radio? Yeah, you know, back in the days and even now here in, in Alabama, they still playing I be stroking. I don't know if you ever heard no. that song, but it's it's, it's yeah. quite um Yeah, it's it's quite uh Explicit. <laughs> but yeah. They, it, it, wow. Every blue show you, you go to, they playing it on the radio. Wow, that's crazy. 
Well, definitely that mm-hmm. should have been right. banned from the airplay. Definitely. I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we have this dilemma within the school where the, the children have been asked to bring certain supplies. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't bring their own supplies, but this particular list was given to the students. And, again, the list is, hold on, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, pencils, expo markers, and red pens. Now, because this particular child didn't bring this, this, these items in, they were, yeah, he was given a zero. When he brought the, you know, the list in, she changed the, 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 uh, the grade. Do you think they should be the ones, the students should be the ones to bring that particular list in? Or do you believe that the teachers should be the ones yeah, I, I, first of all, you know, and again, I guess I, I'm telling my age with this conversation. Because back in my days, we, you know, my parents went out and bought me notebooks and paper and number two pencil. And that we didn't have a list that we had to bring. You know what I mean? Um, now, these children in kindergarten got three and four page lists. You know, first and second and third grade, <laughs> they, want, they want five whiteouts. How much mistakes you thought I was going to make? You know what I mean? I, I just don't understand, you know, all the stuff that they want. They want 12 boxes of Kleenex. Am I going to have a cold for the whole year? You know, at, at some point when I look at these lists, because, I, you know, Pop Pop and Mimi usually take care of the grandkids' lists, and I'm like, I'm not buying for the whole class. I think they have yeah. in mind that some that some person is not going to buy, yeah. so I need to cover. I'm, yep. not, I'm not in the buddy system. Yep. I'm not... Listen, right. if I buy a Kleenex, it better stay it better stay in whoever's child I bought bag. We not sharing Kleenex. We not sharing I got my own Lysol. You know, I I, th- I think we yeah. you know, when they write it up they, they think that well, you know, half these folks ain't gonna bring it, so but now the burden is on me because they're not gonna bring it, but they need to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that is a fact. It's not just your thoughts. That's a fact. Because I, I I went through this myself, and I'm like, I'm not sending 12 notebooks. You can only write in one at a time. I'm sorry. You, you right. No, no. No, I, I'm not doing that either. Um, you know, you have to bring 12 packs of paper. You can only write on one piece of paper at a time. We're not doing that. And it, it came out that, oh, no, no. Here was when it came out past the KL. I'm, I'm, I'm eccentric for certain things. And my thing is I want to buy my kids something where they can identify. So I'm not sending a yellow pencil. I'm going to send a black and white book pencil. You know what I'm saying? That way mm-hmm, the baby mm-hmm. would know those were her supplies, right? Well, right, right. to brought home a black and white notebook when I sent red, green, purple. Why do you have a black and white notebook? Mm. In a black and white notebook. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, when I talked to the t- teacher, she said, oh, we just put them all in a, we just take them and put them in a closet, and we just grab. I said, hold on. No, 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 no. 
and I commenced to say what you said. You know, I, I feel sorry for the parents because they may not have, but I'm sorry, I'm a single parent. Why am I buying for a two-parent household? I'm sorry, no, no. If you want, but not, if you want us to pitch in, because I don't have a problem with you asking me, Miss Griffin, you got a couple of extra dollars to buy, you know, a couple of extra I, I don't, don't, don't have a couple of extra dollars. I, I don't have. I don't have a couple of First of all, listen. I, first of all, I, I, I know that, you know, one of my children or maybe two of my children are underachievers. So they're not going to use all those books and pencils and stuff like that. I'm not paying for the overachiever, you know what I mean? So that so that you can be great. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh no, I can't. You are just too dumb. Oh my goodness, goodness. Well, you know, I didn't think about it like that, but I do remember one particular one particular time, the major came home and she said, "Ma." There's a boy in the class whose parents said that they could not get the school supplies. So I went shopping, and I said, take this to him, but do not give it to him, like, in front of everybody. And they were they were friends for quite some time, you know, uh, after that. You know, he ended up living around the corner from us. But, you know, I, don't, I personally don't have a problem with that. But don't just use my stuff. So yes, they, they, they do. They and other parents said that they have asked, and they you know use the stuff for other children who can't afford. And and again, I don't have a problem with that. But don't just use my stuff because what if what happens if this is the school year Pastor Kale? Well, I'm down on my dollar. You just right. gave away my stuff, and now what happens when my daughter needs you know the stuff? So I, I think you need to get this priority list. If board of ed. Well, see. I handle buying and, and, red pens. Then we have a problem. I I think I think we should adjust. We we should um, you know, really talk to Brother Al because I think him and the school system is milking us. You know, so I think Brother <laughs> Al has has a has a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he the dean? He's he the control of this stuff. He's the child of blast. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> what well, he did say, he did say that. He doesn't feel as though the children should, but he thinks that the Board of Ed should pay for the school supplies. So he did He did say that. So, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> well, he might be available now to talk. Brother Al, are you mm. available to, to have, do you have a rebuttal for Pastor K.L.? Pastor Kale just cheap. That's what it is. Give the kids a school supply. school supply. And stop, okay? You want the children to learn, you get them a couple of pills <laughs> But But, yeah, they, they, you know, the board head, definitely they should, they should, you know, pay that. They do. So they, they get all type of money and buy nonsense. Why don't you get school supplies for, you know, for the students? So I do agree with that. All right, Pastor Kale. So you heard Brother Al's stance on on that particular issue. All righty. 
Well, what other story did we talk about and I want to get? Let, let me see what our listeners have to say about who should bring the school supplies. All righty. We have, I think she's being ridiculous. Now you all over social media, school names, go be out there because you want to be petty. What if a family can't afford it now? The child starts off school with a zero because DOE being cheap. Plus, now I have to be concerned about my child because ain't no way the teacher not going to treat the child differently after all this nonsense. Wow. This just this is just too much drama over some red pens and tissues. <laughs> all right. We have the school should supply the supplies. They are nominal compared to all the other waste of money they spend, which is what Brother Al said. Teachers are not paid enough to have to be responsible for supplies unless it's personal stuff. Give them the tools to reach the kids. Kids shouldn't be penalized for supplies. I agree. I agree. Well, let's see it. We'll see what uh, Brother Ainsley has to say about the school supplies. Good morning, Brother Ainsley. <laughs> he buying supplies now. He buying supplies him. now. I think we <laughs> fuck out with him today. I don't think today is his day. <laughs> hey, hey, Pastor, Pastor, while we wait, while we waiting on him, I forget, while we waiting on Brother Avery. Also, too, I forgot. I, I think they said the teacher, and again, the teacher should not be responsible for it. But also, the teacher gets a stifling in the a stifling in the beginning to um, get stuff that they need for their classroom. So they do give the teachers some money to get things for their, for their classroom as well. But I don't think they should be responsible that, okay, I got this. Because sometimes it goes to other stuff for them. Sometimes it goes to trips that they want to take the kids on so the parents ain't got to pay. So they do get a little something. Well, trips, I can understand. We've always had to pay for our own trips. I don't have a problem with that. Don't make the you know give the teacher stipend. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but school supplies? No, I'm sorry, that that shouldn't be on the list for me. When I, when I, when I, you know, remember we used to go get the hero and the chips and the juice and the this and the that. And I have no problem with that, but no. So even brother Al, even if. You know, even if, you know, they don't pay for the trips, then that's fine. That can be on the, um, that can be on the course of the parents. All right? All right, let's try Brother Ainsley again. I think I need to be paid for this here. <laughs> Good morning, Brother Ainsley. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Am I on? Am I on? Hello? We can hear you. Definitely. We ain't got the problem. He's auditioning for AT&T commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, Brother Ainsley. What do you think to pay for these school supplies? The teachers? And, And I'm talking about these particular... This particular list, I'm not talking about a generic list. I'm talking about this particular list with the clean up, clean, clean, clean wipes and all of that kind of stuff. Pencils, the, the eraser board, markers, the tissues, 
and the red pen. Who should pay for this? Um, I think this. Well, I don't think the kids should be should be be punished for that. Because I heard you say like red. What I mean, I'm like okay, a tissue I can see a relevance for. But what do, do you need a red pen and for a math class? I mean, what do you really need that for? Mm-hmm. I think if anything, you just need a pencil and a pen and paper. I'm like, what, why do you need all that other stuff for a math class? And you know, and, and that's so drastic. You know, a zero, a zero now. So you know, this so this happened to be a kid. You said I think he was he was had like a ninety 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 average. So now he's like 85. But suppose the kid was barely making it in the first place. And now you give him a zero? <laughs> Come on, I think it's a little bit too drastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she meant that thing. She meant that. She meant to get her point across. And I guess she did because the parent ended up buying it and she ended up changing the grade. So, yeah, she meant it. She meant it. Oh, she did change the grade. But I, think right. I think that's too. I think that's too yeah. much. You know, I think that's. I think that's over. That's overkill. You know, you always got somebody who's going to yeah. take. Either going to take things a little bit too far. You know, so that's a. Yeah. But it was too far to even ask me for this list. So we already started off in a deficit. So now that you now that you asked me for the list, now you mad because I won't provide and not, no no you just you just all out of story. All right. So here we have this story. Out in Oklahoma, needless to say, Tulsa, you have this woman who is now being held to the fire for her role in this particular scenario. So here's the story. You have a 12-year-old girl shows up at the hospital. She's in active labor, accompanied by a Juan Miranda Power, who told the authorities he was the baby's biological father. Police believe that the girl's family knew of the sexual contact between the two of them. They said they just walked in like any other couple, excited to deliver their newborn child. He's 24 years old at the time, and she was 12. So they said he walked in excited and bragging that he was about to be the father of the girl's child. So they found out that the two of them had been in a relationship. Well, him and the mother had been in a relationship, but they broke up. The mother then allowed Miranda Horror to begin living as a couple with her daughter. Now, in Oklahoma, the legal age of consent is 16. It's illegal for a minor 15 years of age or younger to have consensual sex with an adult who is at least 18 years old. So they charged him with rape. He played guilty in March of 22, and he is now serving a 20-year sentence in the case. Now, her mama will be required to register as a sex offender when she's released from custody. Now, 
they say at the time of her mother's arrest, they said that her biological father is serving a 12-year sentence for first-degree rape in an unrelated case. So now they're now charging the mother with rape and being a sex offender because of what she allowed Okay. So brother Al, we're gonna start with you. Should mama be charged with rape? I'm sorry, go go to KL because I heard like half the story. I'm sorry, just trying to get things situated here. <laughs> you know, today one of those kids being hard. He's trying to get supplies. Go to, He's trying to get supplies. <laughs> He's going to get out. I'm listening now. I had to get rid of the kids. I had to get rid of them. Brother Ainsley, we'll start with you. All right. You think Mama should be charged with rape and have to register as a sex offender? Um... In a way, I say yeah. I, I, I say yeah. You know, because, I mean, it, it's one thing. First, I, you know, I hate, oh, my gosh, I hate to hear about, you know, um, pedophilia, you know, stuff like this, man. It's just, I, I get a, you know, I, I get a certain rage when I hear, you know, about stuff like that, man. I mean, 12 years old, I mean, my gosh, man, 24 and 12 years old. And so, I mean, so, I mean, and to have, like, the mother implicitly involved, it's one thing you didn't know. Um, it's one thing you didn't know so what was going on. But when you explained it, that she she knew about this and gave the okay. And like I said, it's okay. No, okay, I'm, I, I, I can't be with you. Whatever reason, they broke up, and you're going to go with the, with the child. I mean, and be implicitly involved. Um, I mean, you know, like just saying, like you know, um, and another crime. If there's a group of people, and if if so, if somebody gets murdered, they all get charged for murder, even though you didn't have maybe may not pull the trigger, but you 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 get you get the same um, suffer the same consequences, pretty much. Kind of like the same thing here. So I'm like, you know, yeah, she did not she didn't do rape, and to me. And being specifically implicitly involved, I mean, to me, this charge was, you know, was endangering, what do you call it, endangering um, the welfare of a child. The welfare it's not, of a it's child. not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that ain't strong enough to me when you're implicitly involved with it, man. So <laughs> I, you know, it may seem harsh, but I'm like, yo, nah. You know, how, I mean, how can you do that to your child? You, you're supposed to be the guardian, and you doing that. You know, I'm like. So now you got this twelve year old and we really feel just a baby and a baby having a baby and you you know, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. So, um yeah. Mhm. Okay, okay. Pastor Cal. Yeah. Appropriate charge. You know, I, I, I I'm I'm really contemplating contemplating that. I'm I'm really don't know, you know when 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 I was thinking about child endangerment, but y'all said that's not as strong. But then um, I would say ch- child endangerment and 
trafficking, child child trafficking. You know, because that that's that that's trafficking. You know, you setting that up. You know, I mean, if if those two are less than than rape, then by all means, let's go with the rape. But if we can get those two piled up, and it can be more than the rape. You know, I'm just saying, let, let's roll the dice here. Which, which, you know, is it a lucky seven or, or are we crapping out? You know, but but I I think she should get the max, whatever it is. So whatever whatever the max of the okay. two is, I'm, I'm full. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, my vote is give her everything. Give her everything. Right. Give her endangerment, give her rape, because you are, you know, like Ainsley said, you know, you you didn't pull the trigger, but you set this up. This used to be your man. So how does your man mm-hmm. become her man? Not only that, she must have been paid for this, because this is what people do. You're not going to mm-hmm. offer your child and just say, you know, you finish with him, say, oh, you know what? You you we 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 done, but you know what? You can have Mary. Nah, that was no. Nah, there was some exchange in, there. So you know what? Smash her like anybody else. But I say give her everything. I don't think they should leave anything out. I think she needs to be held accountable for it all, and she should stay in jail for the rest of her life. I don't think you even you should ever see the light of day again. This is this is too much. This is too much. This is way too much. Way too much. Brother Al, are you available? Uh, yes, yes. I, I was I was listening in. Finally got rid of the kids. You know, it's Friday they get crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was listening. I was listening in, and um, you know, um, I agree. But you know, according to the law, they always gonna go by the things with the law now. What happened is she, they wouldn't get away with the rape because she didn't physically touch the child, but she would get endangerment of the child, uh, child uh, trafficking, soliciting a minor for prostitution. And those, those charges carry just as high, because, especially because it's a minor. So she would, she would definitely get a lot of time for that alone. So, but like I said, for the rape charge, she would get off on that because she didn't physically Touch the child, but uh, you know we we see it that way. But you know when it comes to the law, it's different. But soliciting a child for a minor from prostitution, endangering a child, all those charges coming, and they they just as worse. So you see, you know she's crazy, and I agree with you. I think she was getting some money for that. You know she was getting a payout for that. That that it just shows goes to show you, man, what people would do for money, man. It's crazy. Yeah, we've seen. We've seen this surge in this behavior since, you know, over the last few years where it's just turned your child over. We had the story of the child who was in the um, hotel with the the people, the parent, the mother had dropped, the mother, the mother dropped off the two kids. And, you know, this is something that they're just doing now. This is not you know, something that it, it's a one, you know, very rare, very rare occasion. No, this is something that they seem to be doing. They seem to be doing. Uh, all right, well, let's go back to the Kanika Jenkins story. That's, that's one that I skipped over. So my 
mom is, you know, her daughter was found dead. Years ago, back in 17, I didn't even realize it had been so long. Back in 2017, her daughter was found, you know, after going out with her friends, her daughter was found in a freezer in the hotel. So mom has sued the hotel and the freezer company and, and so forth and so on. And now she's got, they, they've come to some agreement. So she's gotten a settlement. And she's made a petition that the settlement be, all the details be kept out of the, out of the you know, media. No one knows what the settlement is. My question is, should she be able to charge the hotel as well as the freezer company for what happened to her daughter? So, again, the story is uh, KL, Al, and, and, and Ainsley, they meet up. They go out to a party at the hotel. Somehow or another, separated, and they don't see Al. So when they go looking for Al, they find find somehow or another they find Al in the in the freezer dead. So now this is who Mom is suing. She's suing um, several, including the hotel, including the freezer company. So since. You know, you like to tell us about the law, Brother Al. Let's start with you. First of all, why I got to be the one to die? Why Ainsley or, or, or Kel just be the one in the freezer? Why I had to you be the one to die? No. Oh, I'm just asking why I had to be the freezer. Why would you put Kel in the freezer? You know what? <laughs> so, you know what? It's your story now. You get to put whoever you want to put in the freezer. So, Who's in the freezer for you, Brother Al? <laughs> you know, me, me and KL always bow. So we're we going to put Ainsley in the freezer this time. We're going to put Brother Ainsley in the freezer. Oh, my goodness. Ainsley's over there laughing. Let's see if he keeps laughing now. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, I, 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 you know, it, that's, 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 uh, that's crazy to me because, you know, the hotel had the freezer to freeze. You know, the food that they that they need to to cook. Or oh, every restaurant, even houses. You know, and our personal life, we have freezers, and the freezer is meant for one thing: to freeze the food so we can have it for another time. And and the hotel. So I'm I'm thinking like, okay, you suing the freezer company, like, and I'm surprised that they're going for it. I'm I'm thinking that maybe they don't want the bad media, and that's why it was said to keep that out of the media, but I don't think she should be able to, so if that's the case, you know how many times I have messed around and put some food in the freezer and they got freezer burned, I want my money. You know, if that's the case, you know, I, if I tell you something, how you use it, that's not on me. That's just like what's going on with all these guns. The guns companies should be sued then, right? That No, nah, I think that's crazy. I don't, I don't think she should be able to sue the hotel or the freezer company. Okay, okay. Uh, Brother Ainsley, who's in the freezer? Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, since y'all throw me in the freezer, all right. Well, Steph, how come you ain't going to the freezer? <laughs> how, if I'm in the freezer, how am I going to host the show? <laughs> how am I going to host the freezer? <laughs> 
I'm an equal, I'm an equal free person, you know. Why is that possible? Why are you trying to please me? Oh my God! But you know, generally, like when you, when you start a lawsuit, you know everybody's fair game. Anybody and everybody who has a hand in whatever you know situation is, you include everybody. Don't go against this person because we don't think they're as much liable. No, nah, you go for you go for broke for everybody, you know the the hotel the free, the freezer person, um, uh, anybody who had a hand in it, you know stuff like anybody who had a person repairs who did any kind of repairs in the freezer and stuff like that. So I'm taking it that um, the person froze to death, you know. So um, I'm taking up. So I'm, I'm kind of presuming then. Okay, well then. How come yeah. it wasn't? Um, they say she. Um, they say, wait, hold on, hold on. They say, wait, hold on. They say she died from hypothermia. So that answers your question. Yeah. So I mean, if, if something like that, you should be able to open from the inside. You know, it's one thing things got to be be closed, but if you can't, if you guys should be able to open from the inside because accidents do happen. So um, yeah, I, I think you, you sue everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. Yeah, everybody's fair game. Wow. Yep. Okay. So the meat should be opening up the freezer from the inside? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but I mean if it, this is why Avery's in the freezer. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if it's, if his place is big enough, you know, so you got to, I am guess it's like, um, these big walk-in freezers and stuff like that, you know, things happen. Things can close. Or maybe somebody, you go in there and somebody else walking past say, oh, it's open, just close the door up. Not seeing some, somebody in there, you know, there should be a, a safeguard for something like that. And so, yeah. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, so the freezer is a chest freezer. It wasn't, we ain't talking about no meat locker. It's a chest freezer she was found in, one that you close from from the top, not from oh, walking, oh, okay. not like, no, 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 Mm-mm. it's the one you close from the top, put the top down, like oh, you would okay. have in your house. Oh, okay, now, that's that's different. Now, I thought, I'm thinking like somebody, like a big, you know, one of them big kind of um, industrial no. kind of mm-hmm. things that like, Okay. No. Uh, well, that changes a lot. Well, no, nah, I think that, that's 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 foul play. Then I mean, because you know, um, you know, I, I can't see no accidents with that. You know, no, 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 no. Uh, that changes. So, in that case, no, nah, I can't see the uh, the. Um, no, that's foul play. That's foul play. Uh, you're so drunk, you got into yourself. <laughs> and, you know, I can't see. Um, you know, what I'm saying, Cause if, as I as I'm look thinking of how a uh, chest freezer is, all you gotta do from the inside is just push it open, right? There ain't no lock on that; it just closed, right? So, no, 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 no. That that no, no. So, that sounds like foul play for real. Okay. 
Pastor KL, what are we talking about here? Should she be able to sue the hotel, the, the freezer company? What? Well, 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 first, let me say this. I haven't seen Brother Ainsley in a couple of years, but for what I remember of him, him nor I can sit in the freezer, so it would have to be Brother Al. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be Brother Al. I just want to put that out there real quick. You know, you know we... We are the fat boys of the radio station. <laughs> hey, look, Pastor Kel, why we, why we can't put Shantice in there? Shantice's smaller than all of us. Why we can't put her in there? Right, right. Well, she didn't even own the radio. Hey, of course, that's why. You are trifling. How you put somebody who ain't even a part of the conversation? Hey, Brother Al, let's see if she got a switch tip to get out. <laughs> you know what? I, oh, my goodness. Shame on y'all. Well, there goes the uncle theory. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I think it is, um, like, like the fellow was saying, it's, it's definitely foul play. Um, first of all, how do you have access to the freezer? You know what I mean? It, 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 it sounds to me that it might be an inside job going on, you know. And if that's the case, yeah, I think that um that 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 they can sue the hotel, depending on on who the culprit was, you know. But I mean, if, if they just threw somebody, you know, arbitrarily in a freezer, I don't think they, they can sue anybody. You know, you know, they, they wasn't responsible of the body. If they found the body by surprise, like anybody else did. Then how can you blame me for it? Because the freezer was accessible? Well, the freezer was in a hallway. It wasn't like in a kitchen. The the freezer was in the it was in the hallway. Um at least yeah, one, so. of the, one of the um one of the 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 the, the, the pick, you know, the things said. One of the articles said years ago that this freezer was in the hallway. And one of the workers found her in the freezer. And again, you know, this was a, a young lady who was out with her friends. She got separated from the friends. And unfortunately, they had to, you know, call the parents and let her know that, you know, we left together, but we can't find her. And when they found that she was not. She wasn't alive, unfortunately. I, I have a question for you men. I have a question for you men. Is there a code that says if we all go go out, we, we, we stick together? You know, women generally go by that code. Is that a code for men, Brother Al? Yeah. You know, when, when, we, go out, when we go out with our boys, you know, when I said hang out like that, and I tell them, hey, listen, we always stay in each other's sight. We, if you leave it with somebody or you choose, yeah, okay, I met this girl, I'm leaving with her, we need to know the address and stuff like that. But, you know, me and my crew, that's what we did. We, we, we want to make sure everybody was good. Well, if this person got too tore up, or we kept that person, one of us had to keep that person by our side and, and was responsible for them. 
to make sure he got home safe. So, yeah, we did that. Okay, okay. Brother Avery, was there, was there a code, a guy code? You know, if we leave together, we come back together or whatever have you. Well, to me, it's a code that we kind of do look out for one another, you know, because you if you're a few guys together, you know, nothing's going to happen like to one where others ain't not going to be, um, you know, be around to help handle that situation. But, like, say if you go out, like Brother Al said, like, you know, somebody, you know, he decides to want to, you know, um, meet a young lady or whatever case may be, you're going to break off. As long as we know, we'll be like, all right, bro, have fun. And and that's it. But not we're not like okay, we all came together so we got to come you know, we go so we got to come back together. You know, we just wanna make sure everybody's still everybody's good. You know, not like cold you know, you, you can't you can't go out with nobody else, you gotta come back together. We ain't holding this other hand quite like that. But, you know, we still it's a still um camaraderie, brotherhood, you know, make sure everybody's good. Okay. Pastor KL, has there ever been a bro code for you and your people? Nah, there ain't no bro code. We go out we go out together. But you know, booty rules. If if you find something that looks better than your boy, it's time for you to go. <laughs> you know, you know I mean some some things ain't no choice. You, you know what I mean? Put in the when, listen. I, I look at this woman, I look at Aisley. You think I want to hang out with Aisley? Come on, I got to go the other way now. <laughs> this is why Cal wants to put in the freezer. This is why Cal yeah, winds up now. in the freezer. Sorry, this right here. Yeah, Cal got to go in the freezer now. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, now, now they want to kill me off the show. Now they want to kill me off the show. Excuse me. They wanted to kill a host off the show. Who are you? And the engineer. told my kids when they go out, watch your surroundings. Okay, you have a time, but watch your surroundings. Watch who you, who, you know, if you get in, if you call yourself drinking, watch. Don't just set your drink down, you know, and leave it unattended. Don't just let anybody buy you drink or give you stuff, you know, and, and look out for one another. But I always tell them, don't, always watch your surroundings and watch what's going on. And don't just leave it. I can tell my sons all the time, you know, even though we did it, we was younger, when I'm saying we, you know, us that was out there in our former life, I always told, told my son, I said, if you're out there and you meet you a young lady and she's willing to go home with you and you just met her, think in your mind how many other people she done done this with. You know, so, I, you know, those are things I said, think how many other people she done done this with and how you know she ain't setting you up. So those are things that I told my boys. 
Okay, okay. And we have had those instances where, you know, the the men have been set up. So that's that's not falling. What 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 what, what right. would be your advice your your uh, uh children, brother Avery? Um, same thing. I think thing with brother brother Al. Um, you know, uh, cause back off of this, like you say, back off of my life, we wasn't thinking about stuff being set up like that. You know, now things that seems to be more a prevalent thing. So, um, so for daughters and sons, I would say, you know, you got to be extra diligent and careful and stuff like that. And like brother Al said, if somebody's willing to go home with you, um, that is, is kind of questionable. You know nowadays and whatnot. So as honesty is not wise, and uh, and particularly young, you know, having daughters and stuff like that. You know, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess it may be even more even diligent. It was like you know, you really got to watch your surroundings and and you know, um, if, if 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 you got to sense something is wrong, um, you got to call. What were you with to? You got to let them know or. Call somebody, call me, call, you know, call somebody, you know, what's up, you know, so you always got to be vigilant on everything. And, you know, so even with my, even my daughter, I used to, uh, I did like scenarios, you know, when we go out, I would say, suppose, you know, you know, try to play sense of scenarios so you kind of already kind of know what to do. It's not like, okay, it's not, uh, it's a, you know, it's not a surprise, okay. Not in shock. You can be calm and know how to handle yourself and stuff like that. So uh, I did that with my girls and my goddaughters and some of my godsons as well, you know. But um, you you got to be vigilant. You got to be careful, really careful nowadays. I think even 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 more so now than say back in, as opposed to when I was younger coming up. That was a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long, 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 long time. <laughs> you on a roll today, All bro. right, Pastor Kim. I know, I know. Okay, yo, what are we talking about? What's the advice you give your your children? Well, you know, the, the first advice I give my children is that your goal is to come home, you know, and, and that, that might sound kind of, you know, sappy, but that's your goal. You know, you go out and you have fun and enjoy yourself, but your goal is to come home, you know, so, so you can't have too much fun or get too intoxicated that you can't get home, you know, and then you have to know, you know, like, like the brothers have said, your surroundings and who you're going out with. If, if you know you're going out with ratchet folks that's going to get drunk, your, your goal, you know, diminishes, you know what I mean? Because now you're going to get into a fight because they said something crazy to somebody else and you're jumping in. So, you know, your goal is to come home. And, and you know, we're talking about children, but even as an adult, you know, even as old as I am, you know, I, I would tell my wife, hey, you know, I got to go work here today. This is where I'll be. I would call, crazy enough, I'd call my mother and say, hey, I'll be, you know, in Arkansas today. Crazy enough, I would, I would speak to Pastor Steph and say, hey, I'm going to be here for a week. So, you know, it's, it's always important, no matter how old you are, no matter how grown you think you are, you know, let somebody know where you're at or, or, or what's going on in your life 
so you don't end up in the refrigerator or the freezer. You know what I'm saying? So people can say, well, the last place he told me he was going was this place. So now we can go look for him there. So I think it's important, even as an adult, that, 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 that we have an accountability to each other to let each other know, you know, where we're going, even though we think we're grown. I actually agree. I actually agree. And, you know, it, it, somebody should always know where you are, you know, just in case. I agree. Just in case we also have these iPhones and, and apps and things like that that we can put on our phones where our loved ones, you know, can trace us and track us and see where we've been or where we are. So, you know, you're not you're never too grown to take these these precautions. Great advice, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. We pray you have pray you have a blessed weekend. You as well, you as well. You as well. You too, take care. Thank you, thank you. All righty. All right. Turn these microphones off. Let's get that benediction. We're going to go back to the old school. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. You know that was there was a big campaign when Tanika Jenkins lost her life uh, back in 2017. And like I said, you know it was they they had footage, you know, throughout the building of the hotel that you know showed where she had been, and you know they they couldn't track her completely, but they could kind of trace. Her, her steps throughout the building and unfortunately they never you know they never came up with anyone at least I never heard of them finding you know someone who was responsible for her for her death at the end of the day and now you know I'm, I'm hoping this is not a particular case of you know the mother trying to you know, grasp at straws and, you know, sue any and everybody. I, I don't, you know, I've never, thank God, I've never been in that situation, so I can't say that it definitely would not be me who would be suing the refrigerator company, the freezer company, the hotel, the this, the that. You know, I'm not thinking in my head that, uh, what do you call it? A um, oh my goodness gracious! Um, a hotel, a freezer should be monitored. You know, to make sure people don't get in. You know, oh y'all didn't. You know, y'all had a latch on the freezer, and that hindered my daughter or my son or my loved one from getting. You know, out. You know, once they were placed in, you know, because they said she died from hypothermia, which meant that she was pretty much alive when she went in there. Um, and I don't know if my mind would be there. I, I don't. I don't have any idea as to whether my mind would be there. But you never know. You you never know. 
I think, you know, all week I've been talking about something, and that's staying close to God, letting God dictate, you know, what you do, how you do things, what you say, what you don't say. And I think this is just a case where that falls into play. I don't think, you know, it, it should be well, you know, because you, you listen to people and everybody's thinking about money. Someone's like, well, you know, if you hit me, I'll just sue. Who wants to even think about those, you know, that, that type of a circumstance? You know, where I'm suing you because you hit me because who to say I'll ever walk again. So even if you gave me a trillion dollars, it doesn't mean that I, I have my, you know, my ability to walk. And if I have my choice, I prefer to walk over having the money. But, you know, you don't know who's in her ear. You know, even though, you know, they said they have these ambulance chases. You know, how do we know that an attorney didn't approach you and say, you know, hey, you know, you, you can sue the hotel and you can sue the, you know, the this one and you can sue the that company. And, you know, is that is that the will of God? You know, is that something that, you know, we want to start running around and, suing everybody and everybody's going to pay, you know, do you do that instead of wanting your children properly? I'm not saying she didn't. I don't know the conversation, but I do know she must have been some kind of a strict mother or mother who was no nonsense because I remember specifically reading several times that the girls who she was with, they were terrified to call and tell her that they had gotten separated from her and they couldn't find her and that they were looking for her. But they knew to call that mama, but they were scared to call her mama. So mama must have put some fear in them. But, you know, what do you do after that? Yes, this this uh, request that this is kept silent. And in a way I understand because, you know, people know you and they just had a, an article where a woman who hit the lottery, she's now suing <laughs> because, you know, they have to make their name public when you hit the, the lottery. That can't be something that goes underneath the radar for your protection, quote-unquote. And it just so-and-so heard about it or she had to endure something because her name was made public. So she's now suing. So I can kind of understand if mom does not want you know, these people to know what she's gotten and what the, you know, details were of the settlement. But for some reason, it's been denied. And there's a, a, a mandate that she make a request to have it sealed again. So I don't know what that's about. But in, in saying all of that, again, I say, does God want everybody to pay? Is that, is that your, you know, is, is that your... Uh, is that what God wants for your life? Is that what God wants for, you know, I'm just going to, everybody going to pay. Like like Brother Angel said, everybody going to pay. You know, the car that dropped her off, they're going to pay too because they weren't there at 9 o'clock to pick up. Is that what we do? And we talked yesterday when, when our, our Minister Gertie was on. And we talked about doing things that everyone else does, being attracted and being drawn to what everyone does. And I guess for me, the more I hear these stories, the more I see these scenarios, the more I hear these things, the more 
God just keeps pinching me and he says, watch what you do. Watch what you do. That's all I've been getting for the past couple of years. Watch what you do. I remember my grandmother used to always say, no matter what goes on, make sure you're right. Boy, she used to tell us that all the time. I don't care how anyone else acts. You make sure you're right. That's what God's been pinching me with these past couple of years. Stop, stop following the trend. Stop doing what everyone else is doing. Stop worrying about what, what's worked for everyone else. Just because you can doesn't always mean you should. Does that make sense? Just because you can does not always mean you should. Do I now go through everybody because I can? Or do I now seek God as to how do I move forward? You know, everybody's going to pay. Is that your motto? Is that God's motto? Everybody pays. Is that what you want? And I don't think we're not, I, I don't think we're thinking of that enough. Um, and I get, that's why I keep getting this pinch. Make sure you do what's right. Stop doing what everyone else wants to do. We talked about people putting all kinds of stuff in their hair, and someone so said that this is good, and the influencer said that's good. Make sure we follow God and we do what God says first. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my deep time too. The men for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now. Because later is not promised to any of us. Until Monday, God spares, where we'll be shaking the Monday morning booze. Until then. I love you. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.